I'ma be straight up Say I just wanna do good in my life, no problems Can't lie, it's been rough lately Welcome back to the podcast. Um, tonight we've got another guest um, all the way over on the other side of the world. Um, still making it happen though. Um, we've got Malik Bryant, um, a new rugby player, um, an amazing um, athlete and um, a guy with a great story to tell. So um, just want to say thanks bro for jumping on and it must have been a bit of a struggle um, with the different time zones and that. But um, here we are, we're still grinding it out. And what's up? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Um, so just for those who are listening, bro, do you just want to give us a bit of an introduction of yourself, who you are, um, where you're from, and just a little bit about your story growing up? Uh, so I'm Ali Bryant, as you heard. Um, I'm from uh, South Florida. I uh, grew up there. Just moved to Denver not too long ago to play with the Exos. And uh, I started, uh, um, I'm new to rugby, of course, but I had a taste of it, like, back in 2018. I tried it for, like, a month or so, but um, I fell off from it. I didn't, I wasn't too, like, uh, into it at the time. I didn't know too much. And then um, with, with what I was going through at the time, uh, I didn't fall through with it. But uh, just recently, I just got back into the sport and, the Exos, now the Denver Barbos is the team that I'm with. Helped me find a love for the sport, and I'm enjoying it. So um, you mentioned playing rugby in 2018. Um, how were you sort of like drawn to the sport um, back then? Um, so I wanted to play football for my school because I'm with FIU, but <clears throat> I missed the tryouts, so... I seen like a, a team on the field practicing and, you know, I could tell that it wasn't football. I kind of knew what rugby was already just because uh, from YouTube, you see guys like uh, Perry Baker and Carlin Niles highlights on YouTube. And <clears throat> that's how I found out what it was. And uh, I ended up going out there to practice with the team and they welcomed me and everything and uh, just showed me some things about the sport. What was, um, what was your initial like, introduction like we like far this is a mad madly different game to um to football or we we like fitting in pretty easily at that time uh I feel like um <clears throat> so during practice we had like a little scrimmage I broke loose and scored and uh I think uh, I think it was 15s at no, those I think it was 15s I don't even remember but after I scored, I remember I had to get back on sides and um, we got the ball back again. And everything everything was happening like way faster than it did in football. So that was a part it was hard for me to adapt on. Mm. It wasn't any break. So uh, after one break, I couldn't catch my breath. I was so out of shape. And uh, it caught me by surprise. So like, was your conditioning at the time more so for football? So you, you were like blowing out pretty quick in that little oh, yeah. scrimmage yeah definitely for football I was uh my condition so it actually humbled me when it came to my conditioning because <clears throat> I thought my condition was actually like actually pretty good for football and then after trying out rugby I seen that my condition was like nowhere near where it needed to be right but I would suppose like I watched like 
football is not really on here in New Zealand that much, just probably because of the time difference. But, you know, I do try and catch um, a game here and there. Um, but I look at the athletes that are in football and they're real explosive and quick and strong um, for that little, I don't know, would it be like 20 to 30 seconds that they're, that they're used on the field and then they swap the teams? Is that right? Um, we got four downs. Right. Yeah, so you got a <clears throat> there's 10 yards for a first well, yeah, 10 yards for a first down and you got four downs to try to get a to get a, another first down to reset your downs. Right. So so with that explosiveness that you would have for football, um a lot of rugby players wouldn't have that same explosiveness because they're more um, built for endurance, say, to go over the 80 minutes or um, the seven minutes for sevens, was like, was that a big um, contribute? Like, how long did you play rugby and did you use the conditioning in rugby in 2018 to benefit your football career before you came back to rugby? So, um, I haven't played football for a while when I was going out for the FIU team because I tore my ACL, MCL. Oh, wow. I need 2016, so uh, I had to restart on everything. <clears throat> so I didn't really start playing like a like a sport until you know I came to go play with uh, FIU in 2018 when I tried rugby with them for that month or so. Like yeah, it was like a month, not even. But after that, I stopped playing sports again, and then I start playing sports again once I came with uh came to the Exos. All oh, right. Yeah, so my and, condition, the way it was, like, horrible until, like, right now is the best it ever been. Oh, wow. That's that's unreal. Um, so before we touch on rugby, sort of, um, so you played football. Obviously, there's sort of the big three in America, um, basketball, football, and baseball. Um, did you just play football growing up, or did you play a bit of baseball or basketball as well? Like, I played uh, – <clears throat> I played football all my life. I ran track for two years in middle school and for like three years in high school. Right. Were those only two sports you, you played growing up? Yeah, those were the only two I ever played. And did you ever think like, I'm sure you probably thought it for football, but um, with track as well, were you ever like in the mindset of, I'm going to pursue this support um, sport to be, um, one day my career, my job? Um, only for football, I thought that's... Uh, track was just used to compliment me for football. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I love track. It was fun and everything. My mom ran track, but football was just like, it was my first love. So I was, you know, sticking with it. Right. And what position were you in uh, football? I played running back, slot, keep turn, pump return. I played some defense when I was uh, like in um, Pop Warner. I played like corner. I played some safety, but once I got to high school, it was just running back in slot and all the special teams. Right, because I I know that um, um, on the documentary it demonstrates how fast that you are, um, and you look hella quick, bro. Like, um, <laughs> so when you're playing running back, you you catch the ball right, and that's how you get um. Touchdowns, or is that a wide receiver? A that's wide receiver. receiver. Oh, that's right receiver. Hand us the ball, or we got we got some plays when we catch up, we catch the ball. All right. So, 
um, how close were you to, um, you know, having a career and professionally in, in football? Um, so I had, uh, I had a good amount of like offers for college, but, uh, after I messed up my leg, you know, pretty much, you know, I lost some of those and not even that I lost, uh, once you tear your ACL, you lose, it's more of a mental game. You kind of lose, um, confidence. Uh, you don't be as like dedicated anymore. Like I lost a lot of weight. So I was wearing like, I was always skinny in high school. Like it was hard for me to get to like 160. So it was hard for me to hold on that weight. But once I tore my ACL, I went down to 145. Oh, that's a dramatic drop, man. Yeah. Um, it'd be hard. Far out. Because I know um, ACL injuries, like I know a few boys that have played um, played rugby professionally or even, um, do you know, do you know what rugby league is as well? Uh, yeah. A um, few boys because... Um, Obviously, we're quite close with Australia, so a lot of the Australian um, professional rugby league teams come over and pick up a few boys um, when they're at high school. And um, I know a few boys that have gone over there and done the ACL, and that's just changed the, I guess, pathway of their career. So um, with your ACL, bro, like, so you said you've done your MCL as well. Um, yeah, pretty much anything in that knee, I just I blew out. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about your journey with that, bro, like, um, the rehab process and um, maybe even highlight sort of the mental health aspects that come with um, an injury because I know a lot of people that um, get injured go through a bit of a phase of where, you know, they're not too sure um, when they're going to come back and they lose a bit of confidence when they're playing as well, just not wanting to injure it again. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that in your journey? Yeah, so... To start off, um, I was pretty hard-headed with my injuries and taking care of my body. Like, <clears throat> when I was in high school, I used to, like, feel like I only needed 20 minutes of sleep and I can go straight to practice and we'd have, like, a two-a-day. And I'll have the energy to go through it, but in the long run, it wasn't good for my body. Right. So then, freshman year, we got, like, these sleds that we pushed, that we practiced, like, for blocking. And um, one of my boys, uh, he was pushing it, and I was running full speed past the sled because, um, you know, I just got a handoff, and we run through some plays, and he twisted the sled, and the sled got, like, this, uh, this metal pole that's, like, thick. It's, like, the size of a goal, like, you know how the goal poles for rugby? It's, like, one, like, size of one of the poles, and he pushed it, the sled twisted and hit me directly in my kneecap, and I, like, flipped, like, I flipped, like, once in the air. And I was holding my knee and I had like this big knot sticking from the arm um, from the kneecap. But I was so hard headed that like I was telling coach I could still play. And he was just like, all right, you know, if you, you know, if you say you can still play, you know, we're gonna let you play. And I was still running good on it, you know. I'll run most dudes and everything. So I'll put like a little pad on it and I'll take tape and I'll just like tape it really hard so it pushes it back in. So then um my junior year, somebody hit that knee again and the knot blew up again. And I just, I treated it the same way. I kept taping it and taking the leave. And senior year, uh, I remember my coach uh, <clears throat> at Venice, like I went to a school called Venice and we had some great coaches there. They looked out um, looked out for me. And um, my coach's name is Coach Peacock. He was telling me like, hey, uh, you know, I heard you've been doing training outside of the training that we already do here. He basically told me I need to trust the training that they do and, you know, know that it's enough. But I wasn't listening. I wasn't getting sleep, and I was doing extra training. So, like in between the two a day, 
you know, the first practice, I'll go to a facility and go work out and then come back for the third practice and practice again. So my body wasn't healing. So um, it was like the second game of the season. I ran, I jumped over like the, uh, the lineman. And when I went to plant, my knee popped and I felt it. And then I went to fall and then the guy held me up and twisted me and it popped two more times. And I was like yelling, I thought I had extended it. I was yelling, I was like, dang. I was like, this, you know, this is like, I think I'll be all right. I think I'll be all right. Like I always tell myself. And then um, I had an uh, athletic trainer. Um, he uh, he grew up, you know, he seemed, he knew me since I was like eight years old because, you know, he coached my older brother. He checked my knee out and he was just like, that's it. It was senior year too. He's like, that's it. And I was like, nah, coach, like I'm good. I'm good. He's like, nah, that's it. And um, the crazy part is, my nickname used to be, um, the school that I went there before it used to be Booby, but I never seen them, like the movie with Booby in it. And it was my freshman year. And the, I remember the senior, his name was Josh. He told me, he was like, yo, you don't want to have that name because the way he went out is not the way you want to go out. And following that, it's the same way he went out. So it just felt, that's what really messed with me mentally because uh, Booby told his ACL too. And I coach, yeah, well, he's always called me Booby. And then, um, <clears throat> after I tore it, I took like, I went in at halftime to like five ibuprofens. I was trying to run on it. My leg could not straighten for nothing. And uh, it was just like, I just didn't want to believe it. I went into surgery probably the next week because the high school was so good. Like they got me surgery the next week. It was crazy. And um, <clears throat> the doctor was like, yo, uh, let's just get the, his name was Dr. Gibbs. I ain't gonna forget his name. There's a lot of them. I just try to remember all their names. Dr. Gibbs was like, yo, uh, let's get the tears out the way. He said, you turn your ACL and MCL completely. He said, let's get the tears out the way. Let's get you in surgery. Let's get out. So surgery, I didn't have to pay for anything. My um, my brace, I didn't have to pay for anything. And then when I went in for, like, you know, went into that depression stage, I had a, uh, it was a trainer that used to have a facility over there. It was expensive. And he used to be like, um, Yo, Malik, I want you to come and see me. I was like, I don't got money like that. He said, I didn't ask for that. He said, I just need you to come see me. And then when I came to see him, um, he had like this new machine. It was like, it was like a water machine almost. Not even like, you know, it wasn't a water machine. Like it takes the weight off of you. So you're able to run right. without putting too much like force on your legs. So I was able to do rehab there. And I ran track after that for like, in like four months. It was like four months and I still ran track. I ran like 11.5 with that AC. <laughs> Lost to like, I ran like a 23 and a 200. So I I didn't have no strength. The leg was weak. Like when I looked at my leg, it just like, I lost like, almost lost hope. I was like, man, this is like, I don't think I can be able to run on this. Like my arm was bigger than my leg, but uh, I wasn't eating. But my girl and my mom was like, you know, making me eat, drink smoothies and stuff. So I was able to like get some strength back. Then eventually, like over time, <clears throat> it just made me realize, like, all right, I just got to restart from the basics. I got to start prioritizing, like, my meals. I mean, I got to do better on my meals still, but prioritize sleeping and working out. So I had to restart from stage one to build my foundation to make me, you know, how I am now. Like, some people see that I run fast and they think, like, oh, 
because uh, most guys on our team from the Exos came from a D1 college. I think I came from a D1, but it wasn't like that. Everything that I had, you know, I worked for and, you know, I had some, I had some foundation to build off of, so. But that was, that was the journey. At the turn of I just had to restart everything. Far up, bro. That's a mad journey. Like, I mean, and props to that, bro. Um, what was that, guys? Was it Dr. Gibbs? Dr. Gibbs. Um, another one was Coach Allen. Bro, he like, yeah, just to look out for you like that, bro. And, um, you know, like, especially going through an injury, bro, like, I, I've never really had to go through any, like, serious, mad serious injuries. But I've seen, like, a lot of people around me that have and like if you don't have those that core support like like mm -hmm. you said that you you were fortunate enough to have but you can go the other way and just go walk walk away yeah. from sport too early um so it just goes to show like the value that those those fellas had in you um to make sure that you were the best version of yourself despite whether or not it's in sport bro like mentally just as a person it just goes to show that um you know, they really care about you and your well-being inside and outside of sport, eh? So once you were sort of recovered a bit, um, is that when you just went straight back into to rugby? Was that in 2018 or had you played other sports prior to that? I didn't play any sport. I was just working, to be honest, bro. I was I was just working. I went out there to see what my conditioning was. And after seeing what my conditioning was, uh, it was horrible. And then um, what made really want to get back into it too is after that um my girl signed me up for this uh this thing it was called like the next olympic hopeful and um <clears throat> i was like i was in my worst shape i was barely like squatting 315 but now i could bench 315 like five times and the way it humbled me because like once she signed me up you know i had a little tryout i killed the pull-ups we had to do like this 30 meter sprint i killed that we had to do vert i killed the vert and then they flew us into Colorado Springs at the time. And then this one, I met my boy, Daytuan, because I walked in, the, <laughs> that's my boy. He was, he was weird from the beginning. <laughs> Daytuan, that's just Daytuan. So uh, we was roommates. I walk in, the room was dark. I'm like, okay. It was already then, dark. Yeah, it was really dark. And then it was, it had like some old alligator TV show on, right? And Daytuan in the corner, like in his bed, he just looked up and he's like, yo. <laughs> And one thing about this one, he always sleeping and it was always dark. And I was just like, yo, so we was there. So ever since then, we met each other there. We stuck by each other the whole time. And then um, they had us lifting and stuff. And I haven't been lifting. So I was struggling. I was like, man, like, you know, you know, you like, you out of shape when you put the weight on your back and you feel your legs like shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Freshman year. So I was like, all right. And then they had us do all these suicides and stuff. I remember they made us do this agility test and uh, Carlin was there and I had like, I set the fastest time there for the agility test and then he went to do it and he ain't beat it. And then, um, cause he had his shoes on and then he wanted my cleats and I said, this is not like Mike, you know, the magic's not in the cleats. He's like, oh, okay, we're going to see that when we race. He said, he'll give me a head start. I was just like, all right. And then um, he still didn't beat it when he, had, when he put the cleats on. And then we went outside after we had to do like, they had us do like rugby drills and stuff. And then um, they had us racing and stuff. And then <clears throat> me and him went to race and I was like, do I get a head start? He was like, nah, 
and like my legs are already dead so i'm no like all right i know this dude fast i know i'm about to like try to get off the line but it was me him and it was another guy that ran track he's like a taller dude but we was trying to get somebody else to say go for us but the dude the taller dude i was running with us he wanted to say go and i was like well that's cheek <laughs> you already taller than me you, you run track you're gonna beat me i said my only my only uh I, had to, I got to try to beat him off the line. I know that. So he did one of these. He said, ready? He said, go. And he pulled off on us. <laughs> video, if I can find a video, you can hear Colin say like, oh, you cheated. So I kept up with him for about like 40 meters. But you could tell if it was like 100 meters, he would have pulled away. But then again, we, like everything they had us testing there, it was like our legs was dead. Like we had to do like a Bronco or a yo-yo, whatever that was. We had to do 40 meter sprints. We had to do squats, we had to do sled pushes, we had a max out sprint on a bike, we had to do rolls, it was a lot. And then we raced him. But uh um he called the dude that ended up cheating and he beat him. But after seeing like where I was, I was like, all right, I see what I gotta work on, I see what I gotta build on. So uh I started training myself. And I met another friend down there. His name is um, Jerome. He helped me out a lot. He like ran track in France uh, for the Olympic team. So he was telling me like, oh, form comes a long way in this. And I remember Carlin even told me at the time, like, yo, like you're fast, but you got no form. Your legs just move very fast. So when I met um, <clears throat> my friend Jerome, he's also like, a, he's like my coach. He was showing me some stuff and I just kept practicing and practicing and practicing it. And then, um, I was able to carry my speed a long way. So I went through that. And then after that, I didn't play rugby for a while. Like that's, you know, I ain't played rugby until the Exos. And some guy recommended me to the ex, like to the Exo coach. And that's how I got put on with the Exos. And that's how I was able to get back into rugby. Wow, so that, that was actually gonna be my next question. Um... So did they just reach out to you after your, your friend um, uh, sort of notified them who you were and um, that they should sort of recruit you? Did they just like give you a message on Instagram or because um, I know um, some people received uh, their notification differently. How was it that they got in contact with you? So me and um, what's my friend gave me the, uh, the contact on my email coach, I email coach Pete. And he gave me a call. We had like a meeting. He was like, yo, uh, you know, we can get you in Colorado on such and such date. You know, that's when we have a camp. You know, it was like an evaluation camp. They had us do drills, they had us do tackling, like not like too much tackling, but like just shoulder on, clearing the rucks and stuff. And um, we did like, we did, uh, I think it was like some passing pullbacks and stuff. I think they have it on the uh, on the on the show. I'm not too sure, but after that, they um they like what they seen, and that's when they flew me in. Was after that camp. And once they like flowing you in, like was that you? You were living there pretty much, yeah. rooming with Dayton, or they was actually really cool about like all of that because I was just like, yo, coach, like uh, it was crazy how everything played out because we. Like our contract with where we were staying because we was in Miami, um, it was year to year, and for some reason it switched. Like the landlords choose like the, uh, switch it to month, a month month lease. So I was like, all right. And then I asked coach, I was like, yo, coach, my lease ends December tenth. Can I just move in early? 
And he was just like, yeah, but the season gonna start in January. As in like, you know, you know, he wasn't gonna get paid until then. And I said, well, that's fine. Like, you know, I don't stop working where I was until that day anyway. So we had enough money to, you know, eat while we was there. Right. But, you know, housing and everything to handle. So he was just like, yeah, that's fine. You know, just come in December 10th and we'll be good. And then he let, he let me choose my roommate. And I was like, well, Daytuan, that's not even a question. And then once we flew in, uh, Daytuan came in January. And then, you know, ever since then, we was on go. <laughs> we get along so, like, so good. It's just, I don't know, it's natural. You know, some people, your energy just connect with them. Yeah, you're right. And that's how it was. So it was no weird vibes or nothing. It was just, it was cool. Or, like, even when we got groceries, he'll get mad sometimes because I'll be like, hey, bro, like, can I get some of this? He's like, bro, why do you even ask me? Just go get it. <laughs> What's mine is yours. And that's how we, you know, that's how we was rocking. Here, real one. Yeah. Um. So let's just talk a bit about your rugby journey now, Bo. So um, obviously when you had to do that evaluation stuff, like um, talk us through that. You would have had a bit of prior experience, obviously. Um, but, you know, something as easy as uh, passing um, and kicking is still a valuable skill that you have to develop. What was that um, like learning that? And um, I know there's different tackle techniques and in, in football as well. Do you want to talk us through your journey and um, just picking up the basics of rugby? So uh, <clears throat> I had a, it was, we actually had a great coach um, um 2018. Like back then I would have stuck with it if I wasn't going through what I was going through. His name was coach Ronnie. So coach Ronnie is a really great coach and um, I trusted everything he said too. So pretty much anything that he taught me from passing, I didn't pick it up at the time, you know, cause it was so like short notice for me. And um, once I came to the Exos, you know, it started to like replay in my head. I'm like, oh, so this is what he meant. You know, don't drop your arms, you know, like when you transfer the ball, don't drop your arms. Like those things, those things that he was telling me at the time kind of kicked in and I was just like, oh, okay. I see what he meant now because I was more mature than what I was thinking. Because back then, 2018, even though, like, I wasn't in the best of shape, I was still like, man, like, I'm fast enough. I can just run around them. And even, like, I went to nationals with them that year, too. And um, it, was in, it was in Glendale. It was actually in Glendale. And I balled out. But the sevens conditioning, like, destroyed me in the, in the uh, altitude. Bro, like, I break. I scored. I was like, <gasps> And then I, I broke for another one. I was tired. And in halftime, I thought I was coming out. And he kept me in. And the commentator roasted me because, like, I was so tired. I went, like, I was shaking. You know, shaking is different than stepping in rugby. So I'm shaking. But I was so tired. I thought somebody was coming to hit me. And I had a spin move. And the commentator was like, oh, spin move on absolutely no one. Because nobody. <laughs> but I was so tired. It was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I appreciated Coach Ronnie, too, because, Everything that, you know, even the little things that he told me back then, it was starting to come into play. And then before I came back to the Exos for, uh, to like come and play for the season, like after camp, I was practicing with Coach Ronnie still because he was still coaching down there. Like Coach Ronnie would drive, I want 30 minutes just to come coach him. He don't care. You know, he loved the sport. So yeah. I was just like, all I can do, I can drive 45 minutes if he's driving an hour and 30. 
And then some days you'll hold practice somewhere else that's like an hour and 10 away from me and I'll drive there. I'm like, you know, forget it. Like, I want to try to get better. I want to learn. But the kicking, I didn't really develop yet, but I'm, I'm trying to work on it now. And I'm trying to practice uh, kicking over people and, like, chasing it. The old chip and chase, eh? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because what, what position are you playing currently or what position did you start off playing? Uh, I was always on a wing. But Exos had me practicing um, scrum half for a little bit. So I could still box kick a little bit. But it ain't, like, the best. But Coach Mose was teaching me some um, – some like like the steps to it so I could still practice the steps like I mean he pretty much he made it seem so easy like while he was explaining it so I could still like go through it sometimes and practice it but coach Mose was just like well you're fast so I feel like you would be really good on the wing and then he had me um he started he had me start watching this guy named Cheslin Kobe oh yeah yeah Cheslin from oh. South Africa yeah like I'm like man I know this is going to take time but like it's a good guy to watch so um yeah, so so obviously you watch a bit of Cheslin then. Um, is there any other um, players or teams that you've watched a bit of film on and drawn a bit of inspiration from? Um, Quaid, Quaid Cooper. Uh, man, who's that guy? Um, it was a guy that I used to play with. I remember I was watching Sarevi highlights one time, and it was a guy named um, William Ryder. I think that's my favorite right now. He's like way back in the day, but he was like, he was very fast and he was a crazy stepper. So, and, um, and uh, Joan, I don't know, I might take Jonas Robinson, I think his name was. Oh, Jason Robinson. Jason Robinson, yeah. So, those are sort of guys that you've been watching. I suppose they were similar to your position apart from maybe Quaid, um, yeah. but probably one of the best steppers. In, in the history of the game, I would say. Um, yeah. So do you watch any film on any teams as well or just you try and watch highlights on guys and learn? learn I was watching. At one time, I kept watching the uh, the North versus South for New Zealand. Oh, right, yep. So I was re-watching that a couple of times just to try to like, I'll re-watch it like three times to try to understand, or see if I see something different. And I'll watch guys like... Uh, Rico and um what's the other wing I forgot the other wing name he's like short he's not the young one not the young big one but it's another one that's kind of like short and stocky it's pretty fast too Civil Race uh yeah him him. yeah I was watching him too so do you watch um so watch that what were the different things that that you picked up and like is there anything you'll sort of watch and be like, yeah, I'm going to try that in my game in the next game or something like that? Or has there been any funny moments even like, I am going to try that and then it didn't quite work out how you thought it was going to? Uh, I ain't tried that yet. Like, I'm like, man, like, I'll, I'll be like, man, I want to try kicking. Like, I noticed sometimes the wings kick back and forth, but I'll pick the ball up and I'm like, dang, should I kick it? And I'm like, nah, I'm going to run it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, sometimes I'll sit, I used to sit down with Daytuan and I'll ask Daytuan because Daytuan got like a history of rugby. And um, he would teach me some stuff and I'll sit down and watch it with him, one of his roommates. 
far. So um, so now you're picked up with the is it the Denver is it Barbos? Yeah. Um, how did that come about, bro? So were they just scouting you from the XOs and um, you you managed to grab a contract there or? Um. So I I remember I emailed uh Mike Friday. I was like, man, I'm just gonna email him. And if you don't respond, he don't respond. Well, you know, when I'm when, when I'm losing. And then he connected me with my uh, coach named Coach Howard. And uh, he was just like, you know, you Coach Friday was just like, yeah, you like you'll be a seventh grade sevens player. You know, it seemed like it'll be a good future with uh, for you. Do you see yourself playing seven? And I was like, yeah, Coach. Like I've been watching it. It looked fun. I played a little bit. He's like, okay. So he connected me with my coach named Coach Howard and Coach Howard connected with Barbos. And Barbos is like a, a, it's a developmental team for Team USA. Uh, Kayvon Williams came in there, came from there, Pink, um, Ben Pinkelman, and I think USFO. I could be wrong, but I'm still learning the guys' names. But um, <clears throat> ever since I came to the Barbos, I've been picking up rugby like this. Like, it came up like this. I've been picking up very fast. We have a coach named Coach Steve. This man is, like, so nonchalant and such a great coach. is ridiculous. It's like he loved life. He loved rugby. He laughed every practice. Like, he can, he's laughing at me as I'm getting tortured. He's, uh, like, bro, the warm-up was crazy. Like, it was me and my boy DJ. We're going through the warm-up. And I thought that was, like, like part of the practice. Like, you know, like we was done almost. He said, all right, the warm-up is done. I said, Hold on, warm up. He was just like, "Yeah, we got another three rounds." I'm like, "Ain't no way, ain't no." So the whole time I was suffering through that. We had like these burpee runs, bro. It was like 100 meters back, 10 burpees, 75 meters back, 10 burpees, 50 meters back, 10 burpees, 22 meters back, 10 burpees, and then you get into like passing and decision making. Just so you know, you practicing why fatigue, and like after going through that, you know it. I love practice, but the conditioning sucked. It's like it was like a love-hate relationship. But then we went to like our first tournament. I felt so much more confident. Like I already felt confident because you know my speed and my tackling, but <clears throat> the conditioning built like my confidence to another level. I'm like, man, like we're the most conditioned here. We can play these five games and still play the like our fifth game, like it's our first game. So uh Coach Steve and Coach Howard for the Barbos really made like a huge difference for me. I mean, I still be blown up as here now, like, hey, cool, when seven start, when seven start. Cause I know when I'm with them, I get better. And even like the guys that's in the circle, they're like big brothers. Like they don't get mad at you if you make a decision. Like say if I kick or something, they won't get mad. They just like, we got a boy named Mickey. He always say like, uh, I think Mickey's from New Zealand too. Mickey say, uh, and he played, he played for, uh, he played for Lindenwood. Yes, Mickey got a strong accent. So Mickey was like, hey, like, be confident in yourself. You know, you know, say you're the best. Like, he wants you to be that person. Like, I want you to have confidence in yourself. If you feel like you can beat him, have a go. And sometimes Mickey would take it and skip it out to me and tell me have a go. And we have another, like, I can name so many other players, bro. Like, they, they've been like, um, they help out just as much as the coaches. And I picked up so much around them. I can't wait to get back with them. Like, formed a whole nother relationship with them. It's cool. And you reckon so um, with the conditioning for sevens, does that make you enjoy sevens more or are you still leaning towards 15s or? 
I love sevens way more, man. I can't wait for sevens. Like I play fifteens now just because like sevens is over, but I'm still trying to. I want to practice my skills, so I uh, I play fifteens, and it's like a like it's like what somebody said. It's like a chess game. So I mean, the only way for me to learn is to keep playing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I want to learn fifteens, but sevens I fell in love with on a whole nother level. There's probably like a lot more space for you to to work with on the sevens pitch as well with you know the less players and it's Mm -hmm. less room for error I reckon as well um if someone just gives you half a gap with your speed then you're just gonna leave them in dust day yes um do you want to talk to us about your experience with the coach obviously just touched on it briefly with your boys um at Denver like I've heard comparisons with um, football, like in the changing sheds afterwards. It's not very common um, in football for you to go to your um, opponents um, changing, um, sorry, locker rooms um, and, you know, chill with them after a game. But in rugby, obviously, it's almost uh, unwritten rule to, you know, have a beer with the boys that you just played against despite whether or not you won um, or lost. Has that been something you've experienced as well since joining rugby or? Um, is that not really a culture shock for you? Uh, it was kind of a culture shock. Like playing football, you was always taught pretty much like, yo, we got to destroy the other team. Like you didn't like the other team, even you know, if it was your rivals, you didn't like them, you ain't hang out with them or anything. But <clears throat> as far as like the coaching, uh, I can't say anything bad about the coaching that I, I received growing up. I got pretty, I got pretty lucky with the coaching. Um, even when I switched high schools. Like the second high school I switched to <clears throat> with my coach Peacock. His name is Coach Peacock. Uh they showed nothing but love. Like I can't I have nothing to say about them, like any bad thing. Like, you know, if you mess up, especially if you you was a running back too, and Coach Peacock is a running back coach, you like it was like you uh whiz family. That's all it was. Like, you know, they looked out, they looked out for you. And then um when I tore my ACL. Each team that we played against, you know, I'm thinking they'll be happy. But then their coach will pull me off to the side. I'm like, yo, look, if you need help, just let me know. Every team. Or even when I tore my ACL and I came back from my first track meet, I got – I got, I went from eighth to second in my heat. Like, I came back and hawked dudes in. It was crazy. And when I passed the finish line, the teams was over there hugging me and everything. And, you know, our teams will be, you know, in my DMs, like, messaging me because – uh, I was ranked high for my district for running back at one point until that that, hurt, that happened to my knee. And um, <clears throat> just seeing that comfort, it you know, it made me feel better and everything. But even though I was always the type of person, you know, I'll deal with it for a few days and I'll come back and I'm just like, man, forget this. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back stronger, faster, and better. So um, that even made it, that made it like that just amplified it when I had other teams support me too. Like, yo, like, you know, we, we with you. So that, you know, that, that brought, you know, that brought me up, you know, that lifted my head up more. And then, um, so I can't say anything bad about that, but coming to rugby, like you said, the cult, it was a shock because, you know, after that, you go and have beers with the team, you socialize, you chat, and then you cool. Or when I went to nationals for sevens, so many people, some people knew me just from the documentary, which was really cool. So that caught me off guard. Or some of them watched me play the nationals 
and you know they supported me and then bro after the social after nationals was so packed it was crazy and everybody there was just like it was all good vibes no fights no nothing i like that like you know just enjoy your time enjoy the night you talk about rugby or sometimes you just stay away from rugby you just talk about life with them and it just you know it built a whole other relationship you follow each other on instagram people oh yo bro look there's opportunity here and then they send it your way or oh bro there's another opportunity there and you know they hit you up about it or bro if you're coming out here for a tournament you need a place to stay got you you know you don't you don't see that much love in football well you get love and don't get me wrong you get love in football but i think the love in rugby is completely different uh that's that's mad bro because um i suppose like as a kiwi like um growing up in new zealand um our first sort of um introduction to sport is generally rugby um so we've sort of always grown up with that sort of environment of you know hate each other on the field you know just try and beat each other on the field and um do whatever it takes to sort of win but when you come off the field it's you know you be a good sport you shake hands um and then you socialize after the game whether or not um that's right from you know being a young kid as well bro so um i suppose when when you hear the stories of um it being different in other sports it's quite like it's quite interesting to hear those kind of things um but you know same same goes here bro if you're ever in new zealand bro you've um you've got a contact in me now bro we can definitely link up and um i'll take you to do all the cool things here in new zealand bro don't worry about that as love um so um obviously um in a couple of weeks um the usa eagles are playing um against the all blacks bro um i think i actually messaged you earlier on about that bro is um is that something um you're obviously looking forward to um possibly as as a player or um are you going to, even if you aren't involved in the team, are you going to go um, watch that or something like that? Um, depending on, uh, the, I think it's going to be, what is it going to be on like a Saturday, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, it's rugby day. I probably ain't going to be able to go. The tickets be pretty expensive. Of course, I, I would love to watch it, but I'm going to have to watch it at home. And of course, like one day, of course, like I want to end up playing at that level for 15s too. You know, it's a goal. I don't want to play at the highest level for each, you know, if it's 10, 7s, or 15s. And that's why your message, like, that's the type of stuff that, you know, motivates me too. So I appreciate that. And um, I'm definitely going to be watching because one of the guys, uh, we're not, like, it's not like we're close or anything, but just because, you know, I played him in set in nationals, I want to watch him play. I think his name is, like, Pete, but uh, he's young. And he's on that, yeah, I think he's gonna be playing against the All Blacks. He plays on the 15s team. It's a good bumper too. But I wanna watch it because uh I support guys like that. You know, new to it and he's you know, he's making an A. Yeah, bro, what an unreal experience um for both for both teams really, bro, just because I know um the All Blacks are obviously uh um worldwide brands and you know, a big team, but to go into such a big market like um, the USA 
where rugby is such a small thing to help grow the game and then also to grow the the game of the USA Eagles and the players in them um and that system over there bro that must be um an exciting opportunity for all players in in the US that are pursuing a dream in rugby um so with your future of rugby bro um obviously you touched um on saying that sevens is your preferred uh, favourite out of the two. Um, where do you see yourself in, in the future of your career in rugby, bro? I see myself on Team USA for sevens. And uh, I want to play rugby in Japan too one day. I love I like, I like Japan. I want to play, I want to play rugby over there one day. And it looks like, uh, I heard they have like um, high quality rugby over there. Like I even seen, um, Bolden Barrett, he was over there playing. And uh, I think McKenzie was playing over there too. So they, you know, they must they must be doing something right over there. And I want to, you know, I love Japan and I, I love rugby. So I feel like it would be right. Unreal, bro. And 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 um anywhere else in, in uh, the world that you look to sort of take your talents? Um my boy named Celeste, he went to uh New Zealand, he said he learned a lot there. So, I mean, even if I end up in New Zealand learning something, you know, I'm, I'm, I highly appreciate that. And uh, England, you know, I'm like, right now I don't have too big of a, uh, I'm not too picky. Like if there's a cross seas and I, you know, I want to better my game, I'm going I'm to find a way. Unreal, bro. And uh... I just wanted to ask you something else as well. Like, so obviously your parents, um, what have they thought of you playing rugby and the game itself? Um, I feel like my dad at first, he was more of a, <clears throat> like he, he leaned towards football more. But my mom was just like, whatever I'm doing, she's like 100% behind it. She's like, look, because I was fighting between football Rugby, I'm just like, dang, I want to come back to football. But mom was like, look, I'm gonna tell you, you know, what's real. I see a whole nother, like a whole nother you when you play rugby. I feel like love rugby is meant for you. And you like you love it and you have more, you like you have more fun playing rugby because you look free. So play rugby, you know, stop fighting yourself. And I'm just like, you're right. You're right. So that's why I stick with it. And I'm I'm giving it full throttle because mom's was right from the beginning. Yeah, bro, like, honestly, I, I have to agree, like, obviously, I haven't seen all your games and stuff like that, but um, just watching, like, even just that short documentary, bro, like, your skills develop so fast, like, it was unreal to sort of see that kind of development, just in, I think there's only like eight episodes or something like that. Um, It's quite funny, too, bro, because I actually watched uh, um. Like, you know, on YouTube, when you watch just reaction videos and stuff like that. Yeah. I was, um, I was watching reaction videos one night, bro. And it was, um, prior to the release of your guys, um, documentary on ESPN and, um, like the rugby town USA documentary, or like it was a YouTube documentary popped up and like, as a, as someone from New Zealand, like, we're always big advocates for the smaller um, rugby nations per se. Um, 
when they sort of take part and stuff like that. And uh, I remember seeing, watching that, and that's the first time I actually seen you guys um, rip in. And, like, that was only, like, three episodes. And from the first episode, from just learning how to pass and tackle, like, to the last episode of it, bro, like, the, the development was unreal. Like, you would almost look like you've been playing for, like, eight years, ten years. Yeah, guys were surprised at Nationals when I was telling them, um, no, in Rugby Town, too, because uh, it was just, I forgot who it was. The, I think Sarevi asked, too, and it was a couple other, it was a couple other people, they asked how long I was playing, I said, like, eight months from then. It was just, like, I said, I had a taste before, like, before, but, like, I've been playing for eight months, like, actual rugby, they was just, like, what? <laughs> I was just, like, yeah, like, you know. It's been playing for eight months, and then um, you know, I picked up a lot like there, and then when I got like kind of like passed on to Barbos, I picked it up so much faster. It was ridiculous because Coach Steve is the type of coach. He's just like, look, I don't care about you making mistakes. Don't worry about mistakes. He said, as long as you show me effort. If you show me effort, I'm happy with that. He said, and practice new like when we have scrimmages. He like practice new things. I want you to practice new things like. You know, if you want to do it, back yourself on it. Back yourself 100%. Have confidence in yourself. So we'll be, uh, here. we have a scrimmage. He said, I want, you to, I want you to try some coaches. Try poach. He said, and then I had another coach named Coach B. Shea. Coach B. Shea, like, well, if you want to try Grubber, Grubber. And um, I had Coach Tyson and Coach Kelly there, too. And uh, <clears throat> they just was always, they, they just build your confidence up. They just like, look, man, you athlete, go out there and be an athlete. You know, of course, like play, you know, just play rugby, don't think. When you think too much, that's when you make mistakes. So we uh we went to Texas and we played a tournament, our first sevens tournament, and we was balling. And we was, I think I had I think that first seven, I think that first tournament I had nine tries. Nine was, tries. Yeah, like the first game, but it was ridiculous. Like I get spoiled with the people around me. Like I had like Mickey, Soup, Sykes, Celestia didn't go to that one, but I had Noah, Matt Long, I can name a bunch, Alice Wormer. Our team was stacked. Another guy named Ryan Chav. Like we used to, we were so we were so conditioned that we would do like six phases and the team would be tired. And then you would hear, just skip it to Malik. <laughs> and then they give me this soup would just be like, Malik, stay there, don't move. Like, all right, I don't argue with them at all. They tell me do something, I do it. And then I just trust them. He got the ball, and he just, and I just ran. <laughs> and that's all I got to do is run, and then I, I scored it. I was, they were spoiling me out there, and then um, they're like, hey, bro, you know, start working on this. I'll make you be like, yo, I'm um, going to the field tomorrow at this time, and you practice chip kicking to yourself. Or like even like I told guys too, like once, like all the new guys, even guys that I didn't know, I'd be like, bro, look. Don't feel like just because I'm athletic, <clears throat> you know, I'm airheaded. Like, I'm not going to listen. I don't think I'm better than you just because I'm faster than you or I'm stronger than you. You got the knowledge. You got the experience. Tell me, you know, what you think I should work on, too. Or give me some advice. Like, I'm open for all advice. I'll take some. And the ones that I don't believe in that much, I'll just, you know, let go through one or the other. And some of them I'll just take it and, you know, put it in my game. But, like, you know, I feel like everybody has some good to say. It's going to help you in some way. So with this team, I feel like that's what helped me develop so much further. And even like this upcoming year, I feel like 
I'm just going to change as a player, as a whole, just because of that. Yeah, bro, like, watching the watching the doc too, it showed that obviously you guys were even just good enough on your athletic ability, but you it seemed as though you never let your athletic ability take control of how far you went. You always had that listening ear or that open-mindedness to get better and learn from other guys. Um, and now that I like listen to you, bro, it's already showing that you're sharing your experience and what you know and what you've learned on the journey so that um, possibly other um, young uh, or new rugby players out there um, looking to play the game for the first time can learn from someone like yourself who has walked in those shoes um did you feel like your like your game itself always lifted to the level in which you played it bro or um did it take some time to to adjust to the different levels that um that you had to lift to i feel like if i've this is like uh like i need to mature in this part is if i see that team like that level of rugby it's higher. I start like kind of like uh lead more towards on my athleticism. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm like, man, this guy, like these people know rugby. <clears throat> I need to like do something about it. And then that's when I start trying to lean on my strength or lean on my speed. But uh instead of just being like our coach, you know, coach for coach Steve, he teach us to be patient, you know, don't make like dumb decisions, you know. And you know, bringing us into like rugby town, it was me and my my boy DJ. We was uh, we was new to rugby town, so we played against guys like uh, the Samurai. It was mostly guys from South Africa. They just literally went to Vancouver and they won both of them in Canada. Those are the same dudes we just played against in rugby town. And playing against them, I see where I need to be because those guys was just as fast, but their rugby like knowledge was just ridiculous like if you make the smallest mistake you get punished mm-hmm. like they just fall down your throat they, they react fast they put up some points and they will like they will obliterate teams if you make any mistakes they own it it was like they were so like in sync so after seeing that i got really motivated i'm like man like i want to play these dudes again i want a rematch and then when i get my rematch when my knowledge is as high as theirs it's going to be a different story mm-hmm. so i feel like after going through that, uh, <clears throat> it really like um, it got me hyped. I'm like, man, dang, like these guys are good. Like, this is what I need to be for me to be able to compete at that level. If I want to play on, if I want to compete on, you know, in the Olympics, I need to be at this level. So, after going through that, uh, I, t- I feel like it built my game even stronger because I, f- I know where I have to be, and I use that as like a meter. I'm like, all right, I gotta get, I gotta get here. You know, right now I'm here and I need to get there. Yeah, bro, like, you you, t- you touch on so many, like, important points. Like, your athleticism is, like, probably superior to most rugby players, I would say. You know, there's very few that have your speed or sort of the just overall athleticism that you have. But when it comes to playing at that next level, I suppose, you, you said it, it becomes rugby knowledge and it becomes a thinking man's game. Um who can make the right decisions at the right time and and um oh like I feel like what you already know is is so much more to 
just your average viewer or your average player, bro. Like just thinking about, um, oh, okay, I can't, I can't outthink this guy and use my rugby knowledge, but I can use my athleticism. A lot of people would crumble in that sort of situation. So I think you're already halfway there to thinking about um, how you can beat players individually, but also how you can contribute towards your team, um, whether it's with your rugby knowledge or um, with your pure athletic ability, bro. So I think you're halfway there, really. Um, bro, I've um, got some some quick questions, bro, just um, to finish us off. Uh, pre-game uh, playlist, bro. Top three songs. Uh, are you a slow jam or are you a hype or you on that I'm reggae? Listen to like a. There's an artist from Florida, not like an artist, but like it's called Fast Music Nine Five Four, and uh, it has like. Kodak Black is big in um in Florida, so I listen to Kodak. Um, I listen to I listen to Eminem. I listen to uh, Meek Mill. Um, Jack Boy. Uh, hey, trying to think. Now you got me thinking because I'll be <laughs> playlists like I go through like I go through like three different playlists. Uh, I can't even say Drake. Drake is not a Drake is not a hype person. You don't listen to Drake pregame? Nah, not pregame. I can't listen to no tape for free. I'm joking. Nah, he got some songs like that, but uh, those probably those probably the main ones. Um, what's your favorite food? Uh, hmm. I love spaghetti. I love pasta. Big Italian sort of uh, sort of food guy. Yeah, I run through it like a track meet. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite movie. My favorite movie. Dang man, these are some good questions. Um, can I forget, do favorite show? Yeah, yeah, favorite show. That's all good. All right, Naruto. What'd you say? Naruto. Oh, Naruto. Oh, yeah. yeah You're big, big into anime. the anime? Yeah. Is that why you want to go to Japan? Yeah. That's <laughs> that. Strong influence on it. Um, celebrity crush? Um, I don't have any celebrity crush. I'll say no. my favorite celebrity overall. I don't have a celebrity crush, but I have a favorite celebrity. Um, my favorite celebrity is probably uh, Will Smith. Yeah, dope, dope. Um, are you ever going to come to New Zealand? Bro, I got to someday. All right, you know, sometime I have to. I mean, like, that's every time I speak to somebody, like, man, if you want to take your road to the next level, go to New Zealand. That's all I hear. My boy Celeste said he went over there, came back a whole other player. He, uh, he be picking me up sometimes. Yeah, see, he's like a big brother. Wait, you know him? What's his name, sorry? Oh, I thought you said, I thought you said, that's his nickname, C. I thought you said C. But, uh, <sighs> yeah, and he, um, he teased me how to kick. He teased me how to step. And, um, yeah, he went to New Zealand. He said he came back. He said, because he said, you, you a ball out here. 
And then he said, you go to New Zealand. He said, so many people get humbled over there. Because he said, if you fast, they know how to stop that. They know how to, they know how to deal with you. If uh, your skills can be pretty, you know, your skills can be great over here, but over there it's pretty like mediocre. He said, rugby over there is a whole nother level. So sometimes I'm happy. Yeah, bro. Who's your favorite rugby player, bro? Uh, William Ryder. William Ryder? Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't choose yourself. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Um, if you could have one super help, superpower, what would you have? Mm. Uh, omnipotent. Omnipotent. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's like you're almost like a god. So like, are you like strong and like, what all right, comes I give you, All right, I'll give you a better one. Um, no, you can elaborate on what be, it is. I want to be able to fly. Fly? Yeah, I would be able to fly. I want to be able to fly. That'll be going. Are you scared of heights or no? Yeah, I'm scared of heights. <laughs> <laughs> but then you wouldn't be scared of heights, I suppose, if you could fly. Yeah, nah, I'll be good. <laughs> Um, would you rather be able to go back in time or go to the future? Go back in time. Yeah, bro. I feel like that's a common answer. Um, and last question, bro. If you were stranded on a um island, what are three things that you would have to have with you? Um, dang, three things. Uh, shelter. Um, bro, let me just tell you, David. David said, Wi-Fi, PlayStation, and food. Yeah, that's David. That's David. A goof. I have. A, I have. A shelter. Um like a, a water filter and uh dang um a weapon could be any anything i can kill with so you're just hoping that there's uh wildlife on on the old island <laughs> it gotta be no those are some mad things i feel like you're actually thinking about survival not entertainment <laughs> Um, but I just want to say, bro, like, thanks for jumping on. Um, obviously, what's the time where you are? Jeez, it's four ten now. Four in the morning. Are you going back to the twenty or two hour sleeps and back to training? I know, right? Um, bro, like, just thanks for jumping on, eh, bro. Like, I know the time difference is mad, and um, you don't have to jump on with someone all the way on the other side of the world, and talk to um, me about your journey and but um, it's just a huge pleasure and honor bro and um, just super grateful to have you on um, as I said bro whenever you come down to New Zealand bro just just let me know we'll link up and um, bro we can go to all the cool things or that New Zealand has to offer and um, I'm sure you'll find uh, your way to a rugby field or someone or something involved with rugby but um, yeah bro just thanks for jumping on eh? 
That's love, bro. Appreciate it. Look, I mean, this is the, you know, the smallest thing I could have done. I mean, you support me, I support you. I'm not the type of person to bail at the last minute either. So I was literally like, I fell asleep a little bit and I woke up. I was like, oh no. And I was trying to click on the link and it wouldn't open. So I had to get things set it up. I don't like to be, I don't like to, I don't know, the bailing at the last minute thing, that's not me. I don't like no, I love, brother. Appreciate it. All right, my boy. Stay safe. Thank you for having me. Yeah, bro.